Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today, this is a very special episode, not just by Mr. Charles Rockhill, but also by Ms. Harley Rockhill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Charles brought his dog over, guys, and this is a huge deal because Desi and Penny have never met a dog before in person. Not not quite this close, I guess. Not this close. I've seen dogs in passing, like my neighbor... Two of my neighbors have dogs. I'm flanked by dogs. So they've like, if I open the door when my neighbor's taking their dog out for a walk, they'll see a dog in passing. Mm. Or like if I take them to the vet th- from like the safety of their carrying case, they'll see dogs. I'm aware of dogs in theory. In theory, they have heard tales of dogs. But sorry, I said tales of dogs. Wow. <laughs> God, I'm good. Um, but... They've never had a dog like in their space, and Harley. So she's asleep next to Charles right now. She's a little fat Chihuahua, mm-hmm. um, going a little gray. She needs to uh, get out and get about town so she can lo- get her summer beach body. She Don't also, judge her. I realize that Harley, she has you already have a beach body because you have a body. Toothpaste smeared on her face. I just realized she that. has toothpaste on right her? there. Her doggy toothpaste that oh, she has. Oh, I thought you meant your toothpaste. I was like, what happened? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is very exciting. If you follow me on Instagram, I posted uh, some of the videos on my stories. She's dead asleep. I think I might also post them on Twitter because they, my cat's faces <laughs> looking at Harley, they just, because they're brother and sister, they have the same exact expression on their face, which is just like, what? What? I think they think Harley's like a weird cat. Yeah. And they're like, what's wrong with that cat? Why is she snorting and not jumping on things? Yeah. Why is she practically helpless? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's wrong with that <laughs> snorting helpless cat? Yeah. So that's their faces. Um, but I think overall the meeting went well. Yeah. Desi hissed at Harley. Yeah. I'm, I've never heard Desi hiss before. I'm surprised it wasn't Penny. It wasn't Penny. Who could have predicted? Penny did a very sweet, like, gentle sniffing uh-huh. of Harley and then was fucking chill. And Desi's being a petty bitch about it <laughs> and hissed and is not coming close. He's, his alpha male's coming out. He's the baby. So, like, he's the baby boy. So I think he's worried that attention's being deflected from him. But, yeah, I when they have the same glaring face at her, <laughs> I imagine that they just have two separate narratives. <laughs> being like, Penny's is, what the fuck is happening here? And Desi's is, food. Right. <laughs> How is this going to impact my feeding <laughs> schedule? I need answers immediately. <laughs> Does this mean less food for me? That's why as soon as this is over, I'm going to give him a treat. <laughs> so he s- associates Harley with being fed more. He will not move from that spot. No, he's Desi has marked out a spot in the, like almost the center of the room. <laughs> just staring at Harley. Like, is this forever? And she's passed out. And Harley couldn't care less and is asleep. Guys, it's been a very exciting day at the apartment is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, But before we get further into the episode, I just want to remind everyone, hello, uh, my name's Allison and you're listening to Light Trees and News. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we are 100% supported by listeners like you. Uh, We don't have any corporate donors or any advertisers. So if you've been enjoying the show and you'd like it to keep going, please go to lighttreason.news. Uh, Click the donate button. You can support the show for as little as $5 a month or a one-time donation. 
that is the only, only way the show will be able to keep going with your support. So even if you're already a member, can you afford to upgrade today? Oh, someone wrote in to the website wanting to know, is it better to donate at my Patreon or at the website? Great question. There's different benefits for members um, depending on where you sign up as a member. But in terms of me getting the most money, definitely through PayPal. So go to lighttreason.news if that's your primary concern. Become a member there. However, if you can afford to become a member at both places, there are perks for members in both places. That's why that's the whole reason I offer different perks at my uh, for Light Trees and News and for Patreon because I'm trying to encourage people if you're in a position to do so to sign up at both. So yeah. Why not? I mean the podcast is free guys. You get to listen to that for free. So if you don't want to put your money on the internet, send it by carrier pigeon. (laughs) Again, Charles is very big on the carrier pigeon. I have to say I highly discourage you from doing that because I probably won't get it. I don't trust those pigeons. Also the pigeon might not come back to you because we have cats. That's true. (laughs) My cats will definitely eat the pigeon, okay? So if you are attached to the pigeon, don't send it to me. Don't name it. Don't don't bond with it. (laughs) God, I can't discourage that enough. It's going to die. All right. Very good chance. So, guys, if you are a first-time listener of Light Trees and News, first of all, welcome. The way the show works is it is a Wednesday episode, So I, once again, have had to deal with a calamity of a unexpected guest. So we'll be playing that later. A unexpected interview. An ambush interview. Let's say that. I was going to ask who it is, but I will wait and find out. You will be pleasantly surprised. And currently we're in the pop culture section that's uh how light trees and news works we talk about pop culture then we talk about a bad news item and then a good news item to cap off the episode so while we're in the pop culture section i wanted to talk about kanye okay (laughs) and what the fuck here's the thing kanye's always been special and i had defended him in the past because he has been very candid about talking about dealing with mental illness and being on very powerful meds and then going off those meds. And um, I think we've all been witness to that yep, as well. He definitely has showcased some really erratic, uh, worrying behavior that I'm sure has to do with mental illness. Now, having also, said that... Also, lo- uh, losing his mom. Losing t- his mom. Took yes. a lot from him. Yeah, it was very traumatic for him. So I always... I hated when people like called him like crazy and stuff like that because it felt very um, ableist. It's like, we can talk about the fact that I think there are two different things going on. I think this is a man dealing with mental illness. And also, this guy is a douchebag. Mm-hmm. You know, mental illness aside, he has said really disgusting things about women and, and young women and, um, the you LGBT know, community. the LGBT community, defended Trump, uh, supported Trump. Met with him. Met with him was signing his merch after Trump won. Uh, he would he was signing Trump on as his signature. Yeah. So, I think you can make both arguments that like Kanye West is mentally ill and he's also an asshole mm-hmm. and he's also brilliant. He's like so talented. Yes. Which makes the asshole part really painful. It does. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people who are legitimate fans of his work who no longer feel comfortable supporting him. Not just for the Trump thing, but I'm going to get to the story I. Uh, that I have up on my browser, which is the whole reason I wanted to talk about him 
in today's episode, but they feel like they can no longer support his artistic work because it's not just that he has a differing opinion now. It's like he is actively working to harm communities. Mm -hmm. And do we feel comfortable supporting that guy while he's doing those things? So the latest thing Kanye's done is express his support for Candace Owens. Um, On Saturday, he tweeted um, that he is a fan of Candace. And in case you don't know who Candace is, she is a conservative um, black woman who has appeared on Infowars and ridiculed Black Lives Matter. Um, So she's very controversial, obviously. And then Owens thanked Kanye uh, for tweeting, I love the way Candace Owens thinks. <sighs> yeah. Didn't he then get like a bunch of tweets from like Alex Jones? And he did. Everyone? So then Alex Jones tweeted him. Because um, Kanye West would be a huge get for them. Huge get. Because... Anytime they can, you know, the extreme writer, Alex Jones, can hold up a black person who is saying, like, I like what you're doing. They can be like, see, we have the support of the black community. We're not racist. We're not racist. How can we be racist? Kanye West is on our show. And it's like, no, you can still be racist. Mm -hmm. Um, So on Sunday afternoon, Kanye tweeted self-victimization is a disease. Which, again, is... Okay. Uh, I, I assume that is a reference to Black Lives Matter. Okay. All right. Which is such a fucked way to frame that. People demanding that police not be able to execute unarmed black people is not self-victimization. No. Or fighting for higher wages is not self-victimization. It's pointing out that we live in an incredibly racist, corrupt society that activists are working to correct so it's more egalitarian it's more fair it's not them sitting at home crying pitying themselves yeah (laughs) it's saying hey it's pointing out reality right police are killing unarmed black people at much higher rates than they're killing other portions of the population that is just a fact yeah it's all a lot of it's on video (laughs) yeah it's on video uh that's not self-victimization you know um and oftentimes people who, even though Kanye, you know, came from, you know, more humble backgrounds than, than he obviously uh, lives in currently because he's fabulously wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so is his wife, Kim Kardashian West. Um, but I think people who skyrocket to that level of success and wealth tend to view everyone else as not being able to work hard. Yeah. Which is just not true. <laughs> you know, like obviously Kanye's insanely talented, but also he's very fortunate that yeah. he was able to make it as far as he did. He's a black man living in America that he never crossed the wrong police officer, you know? And it seems like a very, like a big tone shift from his last album, like with a lot of stuff that he had to say. So that's where I'm a little like, what is the mental illness? What is yeah. the, if we're self-medicating with other stuff? I don't want to speculate, but that's the only reason I'm like, this is significantly different than like the other messages and his other albums where he was exploring 
racism and how he was treated as a black man mm-hmm. and how he was treated by the music industry as a black man. And I, I wonder, because Kim Kardashian's been very vocal about Black Lives Matter and gun control on Twitter and such, but also yes. was a Hillary supporter as far as I'm aware. She, she did say that, that Kanye tried to talk to her and that Caitlyn tried to talk to her about Trump and that she was open to their ideas, but I think yes. she ultimately was I, That's the Hillary. impression I got, yeah. that she... She does talk about, um, like, she'll tweet about um, missing black women and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, she actually seems much more liberal than him yeah. on a lot of uh, topics. But also, anytime he is brought up, she's like, he's my husband and I support him. Which is fair. Like, I think you're allowed to yeah. do that to a certain point. I, I don't think that we should persecute her for stuff he does. I don't think that people in a relationship need to agree on everything. I don't think they do. I, I don't understand couples who have huge ideological differences like that because i personally i could not respect someone who was a trump supporter no i i couldn't either um but if if mm, for me i'm like it's none of my business i'm like the person who's actively doing harm in this situation is kanye Mm -hmm. because he's lending credence to very destructive ideas that could ultimately result in people being hurt right actually hurt kim saying i'm going to support my husband i'm like all right i guess technically you're enabling but also Let's keep our eye on the prize, you know, like let's not branch out into misogyny because we're just desperate to blame a woman for this. She's not co-signing anything she's saying. She's just like, I'm not going to publicly criticize my husband. Sure. And I'm like, I get that. You know, you're dealing with stuff, Um, (laughs) stuff, your life. And that's, I mean, unless you're having like a big drunken fight at a bar, I think that that's if you're going to have disagreements especially if you're in that huge public eye that they probably should happen behind closed doors and those maybe aren't anyone's business yeah i mean i i would say to people who are really upset about kanye like i get it um yeah i I do not buying his work is a good way to boycott to protest um yeah can we also agree that he is a musical genius not necessarily a fashion genius i yeah that was (laughs) another thing you know i i i really i liked what he said about racism in the fashion industry because it's extremely true yes it is and i understood why he was furious he couldn't break into that scene because i do think a lot of it was elitism and racism am i crazy about his clothes no did a lot of very uh, frou-frou white French fashion people balk at the idea of these black rappers busting in on the scene? Yeah, mm-hmm. very much so. Without ever having seen a sample <laughs> or the show, they were immediately like, no, you, you're not part of our, our community. And it was like, well, why do you feel that way? That's why he had to rent out Madison Square Garden to yeah. do his own fashion show. Which is show. ridiculous. Um, I, his His actual line aside, whatever you think of it, he was treated in a very dismissive racist way. And I understood why he was very angry about that. Um, That's why it's so hard to unpack Kanye. Because it's like, he did make good points. He had really compelling messages in his old albums. I don't know how much of this is like, maybe just him being a troll. Maybe. You know? Hi, Harley. Hi, baby. She's awoken. She's awoken. Uh, Yeah, so... But this this stuff, you know, saying Candace Owens is making good points, it's like, okay, so now you're actively harming Black Lives Matter. You are actively harming black people at this point. It's not funny. It's not cute. It's not even 
I mean, it's, it's provocative in the worst way, but it's just like, you're an asshole, dude. Yeah. You're a fucking asshole. Not in a fun way. Like, there was a time when Kanye was an asshole in a fun way. Are you talking about Taylor Swift? Oh, <laughs> I, I wasn't specifically thinking of that. Or but she who shall not be named? <laughs> uh, yeah, please don't get my show canceled. Uh, y- yeah, I mean, even that was a little annoying because it was, you know... Not crazy about a dude interrupting a woman, <laughs> you know, and like grabbing the mic from her. Right. But me again, like it, making a good point in his very Kanye way, where it's like Beyonce had the greatest video, mm-hmm. arguably of all time, yeah. and you gave that award to Taylor Swift for what? I don't even remember. I don't remember. It was not a good video. I think if you belong with me, maybe that it was. A, it was like one of those. Yeah. Which she was still kind of like country, whatever. So but in classic Beyonce should have classic Kanye fashion. It was like. I understood <clears throat> the spirit of what he was doing and why he was doing it. I didn't agree with the execution. And that was like mostly what Kanye does. Like I understand why he blows up about certain things, but maybe this is not the best way to do it. Mm. But this is the dude who said George Bush doesn't care about black people on live TV. I loved that video. It was a hugely important moment. It was, but it was hugely. so great watching Mike, Mike Myers. Myers just go, <laughs> white panic yeah like mike myers embodied all of of white peoplehood (laughs) like personhood yeah just like oh god it's happening i've never seen someone look at someone in slow motion but very quickly at the same time (laughs) like time changed in that moment (laughs) yeah we broke the space time continuum i i wonder if it's uh, like is he working on something new is he just is he just being a troll I didn't even think about that. Is it mental illness? Is it self-medicate? Like, who the fuck knows? So that's why I'm like, speculation doesn't even matter because none of us know his his mental state or like who he really is as a person. But all I can say is he's doing real harm right now and it's a fucking dick move. Yeah. So mm. stop being a dick, dude. Sad face. Sad face. Uh, guys, on that note, let's get to my latest ambush interview. Once again, I don't know what's going on in my life where I... Penny just gently rested her paw on my shoulder <laughs> like she feels sorry for me. And she should because I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why these insane people keep breaking into my apartments and my apartments, my one apartment and demanding I interview them. But I keep doing it because I'm such a fucking good interviewer. I can't stop. Guys, please enjoy this latest. I don't know. Ambush. Guys, once again, it's happened. I don't know why this keeps happening. Someone else has just crashed through my window. I just had this window replaced. There's glass everywhere. Uh, Hi. Hello. Who are you? Hello. Whoa. Okay. Hi. Hello. Hello. My name is Cody Lederman. I'm the founder and CEO of tech giant Disruptive Innovation. Hi, Cody. Uh, well, you seem very stiff. Like, I've, vi- I've noticed very stiff. I'm a relatable human being. Oh. Okay, well, listen, I don't want to be rude. It's very impressive. You're the head of a big tech company. You crashed Thank through my window. You. You're welcome. You crashed through my window. Why are you here? I crashed through the window because it was a more efficient way to enter the building. I see. I guess that makes sense logically, but it's it's a real kick in the teeth for me because I got to clean up all this glass. 
But look how much faster it was. All right. Uh, why are you here? Well, I was walking down the street, as people do, mm-hmm. and I noticed through your window that you were using a computer. I Yes, I have to use a computer for the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you read a lot on your computer? I do. Well, I have something for you. Oh, great. Okay. Let me tell you a relatable story. Oh, all right. I was sitting on my beach, my private beach, in it's Turks and Caicos. not relatable. I hate to interrupt you, but, like, I don't have my own beach. I was sitting on my private beach okay. in Turks and Caicos, mm-hmm. and I, was, I had my iPad out, and I was reading a biography of Steve Jobs while masturbating. Oh, all right. A lot of details. When all of a sudden, my iPad died. Oh, Okay. Isn't that relatable? I Literally, the only part that's relatable is maybe your iPad dying? This has happened to all of us. Y- yeah, okay. So, what am I to do? So, I had my guards pick me up and carry me back to my beach house. That's so unrelatable. Because my Segway wouldn't work in the sand. But, okay, fair. When I got back to my beach house, I saw my maid writing a letter back to her family. Okay. My first thought was, why does my maid have so much time to write a letter? Well, I don't My second thought was, hey, paper doesn't need to be charged. Paper can't die. Mm-hmm. So, you've had your computer die before, yes. right? Yes, yeah. Isn't that a drag? It's not my favorite time, yeah. What if you could take all the things you read on your computer with okay. you wherever you go? That'd be great. Well, let me tell you what I did. Okay. After I took the pen and paper from my maid, and I, she showed me how to use them, I wrote that Steve Jobs biography by hand, word for word. You're just talking about writing things in longhand, which has existed since humanity had paper and pens. Disruptive Innovation is proud to announce what? our newest product, the Disruptive Innovation Analog E-Reader. It's your favorite e-reader books... On paper. That you can take them wherever you go. You've, you've created something that already existed. Letter writing. Think about this. Okay, all right. You've got your favorite e-reader book on paper. Mm-hmm. You carry it with you wherever you go. A book? Like it's a book. The can analog e-reader. Me? Can you hear me when I'm speaking to you? Because you like you, it's very robotic. Like you just keep going forward. The analog uh, e-reader mm-hmm. has many qualities. Okay. And futuristic ways of doing things. For instance, can you bend your computer? No, it would break. I mean, I can shut my laptop. With the analog e-reader, you can bend it however you like. Because it's paper and it all... You know what? It's fine. Uh, while you're here, are there any other innovative inventions your company's come up with? Well, I'm glad you asked. Okay. Because I know what you're thinking right now. That this is all horseshit? I know what you're thinking. I can't wait to go buy an analog e-reader. That's not what I said. But of course, any new technology comes with its own problems. Mm -hmm. That's what disruptive innovation is dedicated to fixing. Just like we fix the problems of e-readers with our analog Mm e-reader, 
our new analog e-reader has its own issues, and we're aware of that. Mm-hmm. But we've already started innovating and fixed them. For instance, where do you put it? Well, you're, right. Once you start buying e- analog e-readers, you're going to want to put them somewhere. Sure. Storage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we created a multi-layered, three-tier storage device for all of your analog e-readers made out of very fine wood. Okay. You talking about a desk? It's an analog e-reader storage device. Okay, it sounds like a desk. When you say like drawers, wood, I think I think what you're thinking of is a desk and it already exists. But think about this. Okay. My I I'll tell you a personal relatable thing. My biggest gripe with our modern society is I love to buy things online. Sure. Don't we all? Yes. But isn't it a drag that when you buy something, you have to wait two whole days for it to get to you? I mean, I feel like we're very privileged that it's only two days. But sure, sometimes that can be if you need it right away. That's a little bit of a long wait. Imagine if you could go to a place, okay, an oasis of sorts. Mm-hmm. You could travel there. You could pay your money right then and take the product home with you immediately. It's a store. You're, ta- <sighs> You're talking about a store. It already exists. You didn't invent it. You're just inventing stuff that's already been invented to make a lot of stupid people buy your stocks. But it already exists. You didn't invent it. Disruptive Innovation is proud to <sighs> announce our biggest project yet, scheduled to launch in 2020, mm-hmm. a complete line of e analog e-reader, we're calling them disruptive innovation neo bazaars. Neo bazaar. It's not even a good name. It just it's a store. It's a store or a marketplace. You can purchase analog it's e-readers like I'm not here. for the low low price of seven hundred and thirty two dollars. What? How much? What? For the low, low price of $732, you too can be a part of the future. All right. What was your name again? My name is Cody Lederman. Cody Lederman. I'm the founder and CEO of tech giant Disruptive Innovation. I'm sorry, is your last name Lederman? Like, leader man? My name is Cody Lederman. I'm the founder and CEO of tech giant Disruptive Innovation. Cody, can I ask you something and will you be very truthful in answering me? I'm a relatable human being. Okay, yeah, I know you're a relatable human being. Are you really a human being, or are you a very, very convincing robot? Hello. Oh, boy. Okay. My name is Cody Lederman. Yep. Yep. Cody, um, is there anything else you wanted to to share before you have to go? And And by the way, you have to go. My name is Cody Lee. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming, Cody. Uh, I'll see myself out the same way I came in. Whoa. He just launched himself out of the hole in the window. Wow. And he hit the ground running like the Terminator. Wow. Guys, don't buy anything Cody just promoted on this show. I am confused and outraged. And I apologize. All right. Well, that was a very confusing time for me again. If anyone wants to send me thoughts and well wishes, I had to replace another window. How my window budget is blown. Listen, sign up at Alice's Patreon. (laughs) 
just for my window budget, guys. Yeah. Or for real things. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, guys, it's that time. We got to get to it. You know what's about to happen. Here's your bad news. Wah, wah. Guys, a little behind the scenes news for you. So I used to host a different podcast called Citizen Radio, and we would record most of those episodes just straight through for the hour. And then when I was done, I would hit the space bar to end recording. So Penny, my little cat, has been conditioned for like 10 years. (laughs) When she hears the space bar, she's like, I'm going to get fed. So... I do a lot more editing now for this show, so I have to hit the space bar like six or seven times when mm-hmm. recording an episode, and every time Penny is 100% convinced she's about to be fed and starts screaming. Screaming at the top of her lungs. What if that was my bad news story? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, That's it. I'm trying to deal with my cat right now. It's time for your good news. <laughs> yeah, just immediately into it. No, uh, my good news story is Desi. Uh, <laughs> he's such a handsome boy. Cat edition. No, I have a a real bad news story, and it's a doozy, and I'm sure most of you have heard about it by now, but I wanted to talk about the Waffle House shooting near Nashville. A uh, a young white man named Travis Rinking walked into a Nashville area uh, Waffle House and with a gun and shot and killed four people, all people of color, all very young people, and hugely heroically, a young man named James Shaw Jr. um, disarmed him. And... Which is just... It's... Like, like, I can't imagine how scared he must have been, but to still have, like, the clarity of thought and the bravery to be like... I got to stop this guy. It's just incredible. And of course, because he's that type of person, he's also the type of person who's like, I'm not a hero. And it's like, dude, you're the definition of a hero. Yeah. I get you can't say that, but I hope he like knows in his heart that that was a very heroic thing he did. Yeah. I, I, I feel like anyone who would do something like this, if they came out and were like, hey, I'm a fucking hero, yeah, then you're like, oh, you'd be like, an right, asshole dude. if you said that. So I get that he can't be like, yeah, I'm real fucking proud of myself. That was yeah. such a boss thing I did. But I do hope he knows that, like, dude, you're totally a hero. I mean, you did something that 99% of people wouldn't do, not because they wouldn't want to do it, but because the body freezes. Your mind shuts down when something that scary is happening. And for him to have the ability to not only move, but to be like, cool i'm just gonna put myself in harm's way and try to disarm this guy is like hugely heroic but to go back to travis ranking um there had been a bunch of complaints about this guy um so i should mention that he has been arrested there was a really scary moment not moment it went on for a while where he was like on the loose and police were like, hey, everybody, uh, if you see a naked white man walking around with a gun. That's something I did. Naked? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How, wait, how did I miss that part of the story? I, I don't know. That's what they were telling people, though. So he naked. clearly is dealing with mental illness. He, uh, you know, spoke with officers and he... Um, 
he believed that Taylor Swift was stalking him. Yeah, so a lot of paranoia, clearly dealing with some mental illness, but he was also, um, I don't know if he was arrested, but he got into the White House uh, previously. And I'm trying to see if this... Yeah, last summer, Rinking was arrested by the Secret Service for trespassing near the White House. Okay, I knew the very basic minimum facts of the story, <laughs> and you're only like making it more Constantly, constantly shocked. Yeah. Like uh, Taylor Swift's involved, yeah, the president's yeah. involved. So the what? Taylor Swift thing happened uh, in 2016. He told first responders that he believed Taylor Swift was stalking him, according to a police report. Ranking's family also told police he made comments about killing himself and they were worried about him. Last summer is when he was arrested by the Secret Service for trespassing near the White House. Uh, he said that he wanted to meet with Trump. He told a Secret Service officer at the Northeast entrance that he was a sovereign citizen mm-hmm. who had a right to inspect the grounds. So I want to talk about the sovereign citizen comment for a second because that's a big term in the white supremacy community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's... A pretty clear dog whistle. <laughs> um, and I don't think it's a coincidence that this guy shot and killed only people of color at the wa- at this Waffle House. Um, I think it's possible that, yes, he is suffering from some kind of mental illness, but also that he is a, a paranoid racist who, surprise, surprise, used an AR-15 style rifle. The mass shooting gun of choice, if that model of gun sounds very familiar to you, it's because it's used in many, 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 many mass shootings. Almost all of the prominent ones that have happened yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, so here's the, the another plot twist. So he was charged with unlawful entry when he was trying to get into the White House, but the charges were dismissed after he completed his community service. However, at the FBI's request, Rankings Illinois firearms authorization was revoked, and four weapons, including the AR-15-style rifle used in the Waffle House shooting, were seized. Okay, so here's the FBI saying you should not have guns. Cool. Okay. After that seizure, though, um, so after that seizure, Ranking was legally prohibited from possessing guns. Great. Here's the problem. His father... (laughs) whose name is Jeffrey, um, gave the weapons to him. Why? So here's what's so frustrating. So Matthew uh, Espenshade, uh, an FBI agent located in Nashville, um, said that ranking was legally prohibited from possessing these guns. Authorities in Tazewell County, Illinois, gave the weapons to Ranking's father. Which is like, if you're going to seize these weapons from him, why are you giving them back to a close relative? Yeah. So then his father turns around and returns them to his son. God. <clears throat> so that's that's a big loophole where it's like, okay, if we're going to mm-hmm. go to the extent of barring people from having weapons, don't give them to a close relative who is very likely to just turn around and give them back to the the person you have deemed too dangerous to own them. Yeah. Um, I would, I would say that his father needs to have charges brought up on him as well. Yeah. So that's now people are speculating. Should that happen? I think it absolutely should happen. Yeah. Um, 
if you know somebody's so dangerous, the FBI says they shouldn't be armed, and then you give them guns. It's like you're you're an accessory At least. to whatever crime At that happens. Minimally, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, a really really tragic story. It's so sad. What happens after every mass shooting is happening right now, which is we learn about the victims. Um, you know, and they're so young. Tareen Sanderlin was 29. Uh, Joe Perez was 20. Uh, Aquila De Silva was 23. De Ebony Groves was 21. Those are very, very young people. And like I said, I I don't think it's a coincidence that he only targeted people of color. No, not at all. Especially the sovereign citizen shit. It's like, yeah, that this is classic white supremacist garbage, you know? And yeah. the fact that he wanted to talk to Trump, it's like, why that president? Why did you want the ear of that president? It seems like a lot of the shooters are trying to either support or get in contact with Trump or send him some sort of message. Isn't that so weird? So odd. I wonder why. It's almost like they think he would be sympathetic to them for some reason. And I wonder if, like, this would finally push... Uh, Taylor Swift to denounce white supremacy. Nope, nope. She's <laughs> gonna say fucking nothing. Yeah, nothing. And yeah, I mean, you think at some point, once Nazis were holding her up as the apex of beauty and and shit like that, she would have said fucking something. But nope. She nope, sent nope, a nope. cease and desist letter. <laughs> yep. Don't talk about it. No one talk about how Taylor Swift won't condemn white supremacy. Uh, guys, before you go. For the rest of your day, I know you're feeling down. Don't worry. Here is your good news. So today's good news story is that Keith Davidson who's the ex-lawyer for Stormy Daniels and Karen uh, McDougal, had a previously very cozy relationship with Michael Cohen, who's Trump's lawyer, dating back years. But the update to the story is now he's cooperating with the feds, which is very interesting. Previous lawyer for Stormy Daniels, so not the guy who's on TV being like, okay, cool, 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 Mm -mm. because I don't know his name either. (laughs) No. Um... Davidson's the one who negotiated hush agreements Uh. for two, I love this euphemism that the Daily Beast used, the president's alleged paramours, (coughs) ladies he was fucking. Yeah, paramours involve some sort of romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. He just wanted to get his dick wet. Yeah, gross. I'm sorry for phrasing it that way. It's all right, it's true. So uh, Stormy Daniels obviously is uh, the porn actress. Karen McDougal was a one-time Playboy model. So he's the one who negotiated uh, those deals. The update is on Friday, Davidson revealed he's cooperating in the criminal probe of Cohen's business dealings led by federal prosecutors in New York. Just one week before the FBI raided Cohen's office, home, and hotel room for records related to, among other things, Cohen's payoff to Daniels in the home stretch of the election. Um, So he provided certain limited electronic information to the Cohen inquiry, uh, according to his spokesman. And his spokesman is uh, Dave Wedge. And Dave Wedge said, he has done so and will continue to cooperate to the fullest extent possible under the law. I just love that these guys who are like, yeah, bro, we're we're ride or die, bro. 
like Michael Cohen to Donald Trump and Sean Hannity or Davidson to Michael Cohen. Like I got your back, bro. The second they're behind closed doors, they're like, here's everything. Please don't send me to jail. Oh my God. Walk into my house and take whatever you want. (laughs) Like they're so full of shit. They're all going to flip on each other. They're all going to squeal. You know, I don't, I like the, um, I like to think that Trump just doesn't quite understand like Stormy Daniels is a porn star. Uh And the, what was the other woman's name? Uh, Karen McDougal. So she playboy model. So at least a model, not necessarily a porn star, but like someone who's posed nude yeah. before just being like, but I gave them money and then we had sex and that should be it. Why are they complaining? Like that's their job. I that's own them and all their thoughts now. Right. <laughs> it's like, never. Uh... He's terribly confused about like, but it was all on the up and up. I gave them money and that was it. Oh, <laughs> I, I said this a while ago to somebody and I still don't believe that's my Trump impression, by the way. It was <laughs> really good. It was like he was in the room. Uh, I said this a while ago and I still, I'm not optimistic enough to believe that it will ultimately happen, but how awesome and what poetic justice would it be to have sex workers bring down Trump? It'd be awesome. It would be amazing. It's never going to happen. I still don't think there's going to be any ramifications for him personally. I don't think he's going to have to step down from the presidency or anything like that. But at the very least... It's ruined his fucking day, yeah. you know, <laughs> several days that would, he's had to deal with Stormy Daniels. I would say it would ruin his marriage, but I feel like that's already dead. Um, mm-hmm. How I feel, I have a question that's... I, is it little... dead though? I mean, did you see them planting that tree? <laughs> Could an unhappy couple pose for a photo where they're pretending to plant a tree? Clearly pretending to plant a tree. Like, I forget her name, but Macron's wife and uh, Melania wearing like... The six-inch Louboutins. In grass. In grass. And like Trump pretending he knows how to shovel soil. Mm-hmm. I uh, Is there a reason that he didn't go to Barbara Bush's funer- funeral with everyone else? He was busy sure, okay. golfing. Right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but how amazing was that photo where it was like, Hillary Clinton looks like the president. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, question about, it's a little bit. It's related to this, but with the P tape. Yes. If it ever comes out, mm-hmm. <clears throat> do you think that, uh, like, morally, we should not watch it? Like, how when celebrity nudes leak? Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> okay. Or like no, when, I understand what you're like saying. Like, when Kim Kardashian's tape leaked, and now she gets money for it, which is fine, or when Paris Hilton or Jennifer Lawrence's nudes leaked because they, she was hacked, mm-hmm. like, we shouldn't look at those photos. Yeah, I, I, my or concern f- with that would probably be more for like the women in the video, right? Because the the allegation from the the Steele dossier is that okay. there were two women that Trump paid to um, pee like on the bed or yeah. on each other, yeah. and yeah. he was like across the room because he's a germaphobe, so he didn't want the pee to hit him. Okay, that. As far as I understand, those are the specific allegations. Mm-hmm. And then Trump weirdly tried to be like, I couldn't have done that because I was a germaphobe. And it's like, no, that sounds exactly like you, dude. You were, were across the room from them. You mm-hmm. didn't want anything splashing on you, but you wanted to see ladies being. So, like, I would not be thrilled about the idea of, like, those women having their identities exposed because mm-hmm. it's like they didn't do anything wrong. No. <laughs> you know? They just kind of got, like, doing their job, paid for a job. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also I just would love him to be deeply humiliated. True. Cause he's a terrible person and he deserves it. Mm. But like, well also with the Hulk Hogan thing, also a terrible person and he took down fucking Gawker. True. Yeah. 
I, I also didn't watch that. I watched a clip of it because it was on like TMZ's Twitter thing. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, but they, they didn't show like what was happening. Right, they right. They like the censored version. Gotcha, gotcha. Which I also felt like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. But also that was just because it was Hulk Hogan having sex. Gross. Uh, yeah, well, speaking of the dossier, there was another detail that came up during the um, Mueller investigation where Trump tried to allege that he didn't stay in Russia overnight I on the date yeah. where he mm-hmm. supposedly paid women uh, to pee on the bed. And it turns out he absolutely stayed there <laughs> overnight and would have had ample time to do that. Also, like the for the women who got paid to pee on a bed, like you wouldn't really have to offer me that much money to do that, especially if I didn't have to clean it up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, Let rip, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like a hundred bucks? I'll do it. I get it. Yeah. No, honestly, the only reason I would want that to come out is for him to be utterly humiliated. Uh, do you think it would be because he's in the video, even if he is across the room, or just because he completely lied about it? I think what do you both. Think would be more humiliating. I, my main concern is that. See, I think for me the important thing is that he lied because mm-hmm. otherwise it gets into very like kink shamey territory which is like who gives a fuck yeah. of all the evil things trump has done i don't give a shit if one of his turn-ons is watching women pee yeah like i don't care like everything like he's a rapist but in that moment he got consent where it was like he paid these women they agreed to do it they did it they got paid cool that's a legitimate transaction cool. trump grabs women by the pussy trump's a rapist trump like storms into teen beauty pageant dressing rooms yeah he's disgusting for the he should have never become president for those reasons (laughs) (laughs) but then he became president um because lots of racists voted for him um but yeah so for me it's more well you lied and ultimately what they're gonna get him on if they get him on anything and it's why Mueller's being very smart with this investigation is he's going after him like he's a mob boss. Mm -hmm. So he's going after his lawyer. He's going after the bank accounts. He's saying, okay, well you said that um, you didn't have knowledge that Michael Cohen paid off Stormy Daniels. And like, they're being very meticulous, like following the money. Starting from the bottom, work your way up. Yes. And that's how you get someone like a mob boss because you, you ultimately don't get them from beneath it devours on any of like the spectacular murders because they have plausible deniability, which is what Trump has right now. He's like, I didn't know Michael Cohen was going to pay off Stormy Daniels. And it's like, bullshit, dude. Mm-hmm. You did. But he has plausible mm-hmm. deniability. Mob boss does the same thing. I didn't know those four guys were going to get shot up. Bullshit. You're the mob boss. Yeah. Of course you did. But like, you have an underling who goes down for it. Right. So ultimately, what they get them on is like embezzling, accounting fraud, like something very, very dry. Isn't that what that big Chicago gangster got taken down for? It was tax fraud or something? Capone? What was his name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Capone got taken down for like a very um, not the, not bureaucratic the dozens reason. Dozens and dozens of murders. <laughs> no. And that that's always what happens. So... In my opinion, they're really going after him like he's a mob boss yeah. right now. Like the fact that they went after his personal lawyer. Um, and now, you know, some people have raised concerns that this is going to have a bad effect on attorney client privileges. I don't buy any of that. Michael Cohen's a fucking crook. He's a bad lawyer. Attorney client privileges don't exist if you're breaking the law. Right. <laughs> yes. That too, yeah. (laughs) Once you violated the law, and also in a federal investigation, I mean, Michael Cohen tried that where he's like, uh, attorney-client privilege, and they were like, cool, cool, we're the federal government. That doesn't matter anymore. And he had to be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Hannity! Like, as soon as the doors close, 
They can't scream information loud enough. Nobody's going to want to go down for this. Like the fact that Michael Cohen's like, I take a bullet for Trump. You fucking liar. Like the second shit got kind of tense. He was like, here's all my files. (laughs) Also, Sean Hannity's involved. We didn't ask you about that. Sean Hannity. He's on TV. You know him. Yeah. Like he's going to do anything he can to save his own neck. Yeah. Do you think uh, I imagine that it's like the ending scene, the spoiler alert, the ending scene in Scream when they're the killers are stabbing each other, like stab me in the shoulder, avoid all the extra. Like if I'm going to take a bullet for you over here, right there. Right. But so it doesn't hurt that much. Right. And then you shoot him right in the middle of the head (laughs) (laughs) like that. No. Uh, Did you just give a spoiler alert for a movie that came out? What years ago? 20 years ago. Yeah. Again, someone is cradling their VHS copy of Scream. Listen, it's the reason that when you guys borrowed all my DVDs for that Halloween that I was like, uh, Faith specifically, this movie gives away a lot of plot points of other horror movies. So you need to like catch up to stuff. Oh, yeah. This. I mean, if anybody like Faith has was raised in a cult and doesn't get <laughs> cultural references, we probably just spoiled Scream for you. Did I give you those DVDs back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Wow. So. That would have been embarrassing. I think if I took I them had. one day. They would have been over there. Yeah, yeah. you took them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mimi, I know. Uh, Penny, once again, is very tenderly touching my shoulder. Like, did you remember that I like food? <laughs> I do like food. I'm very sorry that you have to continue what, what, uh, whatever this is. Yeah. But uh, I would like to eat now. Oh, Harley's so cute. She's passed out on Charles's lap. She keeps like finding different places to pass out for five minutes and then getting up and being <laughs> She's like, also very, like, I think, overstimulated. Yeah, she's like in a new place. There are cats around her. She's like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. But uh, Harley's been the VIP of, v- or I'm sorry, MVP of, VIP and v- MVP <laughs> of this episode. Uh, close second is Penny because she was a very good girl and greeted Harley in a very unexpectedly warm way. And coming in last <laughs> is Desmond the Thunder Kilkenny. You were not good, little boy. He hissed. I've never heard him hiss before. But, like, yeah, like I said, Harley was just like, as soon as that happened, she's like, and I'm out. No, thank you. Yeah, Harley <laughs> reacted in such a funny way where she's like, okay. And that's where we stand. And I go back to daddy now. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to not run. I'm going to, I'm not scared of you, but I'm scared of you. That's kind of how I go through life as well, where I'm just like, okay, so we're not doing that anymore. All right. Uh, I'll be over here. Get somewhere safe. Yep. Get get to high ground. (laughs) Uh, That's always how I'm operating. So before we go for the day, and Charles will be back on tomorrow's episode as well. Mm -mm. Have you seen anything recently in the city? Like the warm, uh, the weather's getting warmer. More people are out that made you smile or made you briefly happy to live in the city. Uh, Briefly happy to live in the city. I get those moments like in spring and summer where I'm like, Oh yeah, the city's really cool. Oh, that like usually happens. Like there will be, I want to say sometime in the next month and a half or so, when mm-hmm. it gets to be really nice out. Yeah, it'll happen at nighttime, and I'll be walking somewhere, and yeah. I'll just be like, "All right, I live in New York City. This is fucking awesome." And that yeah. happens like once or twice a year. I'm I just like, there it is. I work I'm really I late at um, UCB sometimes, Hell's Kitchen, uh, the new location, and we close up at like. If it's really late, like 1.30. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if the AC is busted, I'll walk to the NQR. So I walk through Times Square very late at night. And I was walking with one of the other interns and there was nobody in Times Square. But like all of the lights were still on. And I was like, this is dope. Yeah, This feels like post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, that, I like to do that in winter. 
I think we've had this conversation. I think we have. Times Square at 4.30 in the morning during like a snowstorm. Yes. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we did talk about this because I was saying that I have photojournalist friends who whenever there's a blizzard, Mm -hmm. they immediately go to Times Square to like... Only time I want to be there. Take photographs. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. But all right, guys. Please, if you haven't done so already, go to lighttreason.news slash donate or just lighttreason.news and click the donate button. Sign up for as little as $5 a month to support the show. If you are a $50 a month donor, you get access to the Friday video podcasts. Again, there was some confusion about that. I know someone thought that it was for Patreon people, but it's for Light Trees and News supporters. $50 a month or higher, you get to see us record the episode, which is fun because you get to see the little animals <laughs> and um, see how Penny disrespects me on a daily <laughs> basis. You get to see it live. Also, we get zhuzhed up for you mm. because uh, once everybody knew they were going to be on video, suddenly people were coming over in like full makeup and like Charles did his hair, like coiffed it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to wearing this hat that I threw <laughs> on today. And I was like, oh, we doing this? So I upped my game as well. Full makeup. We look real good. I'm going to come over in full makeup one day. <laughs> you should. But like clown makeup. Ooh, you know, one, one, one video podcast, it should be Rachel putting me in drag. <gasps> During the episode. That should be like a bonus. Oh, okay. Right. My God. Whatever you say. My God. Yes, we should absolutely do that. Just because I know Rachel won't be able to focus on doing the episode because she'll get so into doing the makeup. <laughs> I'll be like, what do you think about news? And she'll be like, mascara. And I'll be like, it's not what I... All right. It's fine. You look very pretty. Um, guys, also, Light Treason News is on Twitter. And uh, we are Light Treason Pod there. And we're Light Treason on Instagram and Facebook as well. I believe it's just Light Treason. Add us everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, please follow Charles on Twitter Woo-hoo. at Charles Rockhill. Is there anything that you recommend everybody does today before they go off on their merry little ways? Recommend that you do today. Um, <laughs> steal it from Parks and Rec and treat yourself. Yes. What's uh, your shirt? My shirt. Oh, my shirt is. Is it a bear? Oh, it's a bear, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> I worked it out as I was saying it. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> that is amazing. Where did you get that? Uh, internet somewhere. Internet. Uh, I think it was uh, from like one of those like fab.com or something. Guys, sometimes I think that the internet's okay. You know, I too got a shirt there and it's a cat um, as big as Godzilla shooting lasers at screaming children as they run out of the ocean. And I saw that and I was like, well, I have to own that. (laughs) Perfect. And then there was like an add on option that was like, do you want this image just on the front or on the back as well? And I was like, get that shit on the back as well. (laughs) I want both sides. I'll pay two dollars (laughs) extra. Like I'm not technically torturing the children. Right. The cat is. Which is hilarious. (laughs) Um, so treat yourself. Uh, get get yourself like a little, like a little, uh, Marilyn Monroe shirt. Of not like a little vegan ice cream. It's getting yes. nice out. Yeah. Get a little, a little treat. Or go for a nice walk a if nice you're able snack. to do it. Yeah. Do something Mine nice for yourself. <laughs> <Treat> yourself. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I feel that immensely. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all the support. I'm only able to keep going with the show and with life because of your support. So I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>